0: Hey, I'm Alex, and I'm Brandon, and welcome to Living Electric. We're both content creators and electric vehicle enthusiasts,
1: and through this podcast, we hope to share our experience with owning electric vehicles and help you join the electric life. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Living Electric. We're back with season two. If you haven't noticed, we've taken a little bit of a hiatus uh, from recording episodes. Uh, It's been been about two months since we posted anything. Uh, We just kind of took some time to regroup, kind of reflect on the last season, Um, And really want to have a better plan for season two so um, we're back we've done some brainstorming Uh, we're excited to be here Um, and we'll be talking about charging this episode which we did kind of at the beginning of season one uh, with just kind of the basics of charging but we're gonna get maybe a little bit more in depth today talking about like how to use a charger out in public. Uh, how to get your home set up for an EV, like what that installation process is like, um, and then give you guys a little update on both of us. So, biggest thing I think is Brandon's got a new car. <laughs> yeah,
0: I do. <laughs> I do. I a few months ago we had the opportunity to record a Volkswagen ID. Four for uh, an overnight test drive, and uh, we ended up purchasing one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's yeah. it's an awesome car. I got the chance to test drive it. They did like a test drive event here in Columbus uh, and brought out like some test cars. And I think you have the same model, like the first edition, right? We do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's a uh, dusk blue metallic with a black leather interior with yeah. a white steering wheel. That's yeah. so nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we are about 67% electric. We still have one gas car left, <laughs> <laughs> but it's broken down right now. So we'll I was going to say a
1: majority of your percent. driving is probably on EVs now, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I'm uh, still dra- driving the, uh, the Model 3. I just crossed over 20,000 miles pretty recently, so... Um, oh nice biggest thing i've noticed is like i do not miss going to gas stations and i do not miss (laughs) oil changes like (laughs) the big big maintenance issues that i had not they're not even issues they're just things you have to do with with the gas car i don't have to deal with anymore so that's been great um Unfortunately, I haven't been driving a ton, but the driving I have done has been real enjoyable. So.
0: Well, we, uh, we're we actually closing mileage. I have about 21,000 miles on the Bolt.
1: Yeah, we got our cars kind of around the same time, so that
0: mm-hmm. makes sense. We did, yeah. Yeah, fortunately, mine's not part of the fire recall, so that's, <laughs> that's you know, kind of nice and calming. Yeah. To know. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: Cool, so. Still going strong. <laughs> and you didn't really have to upgrade anything at your house, right? Do you just kind of switch off between the Bolt and the ID4? Yep.
0: Yep. So, uh Tyler drives about, I would say maybe 10 or 12 miles a day, like it's not bad at okay. all. Like that's his round trip. So, yeah. right now he's plugging in once every 7 days. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy um, how efficient the ID4 is. We I think we just hit 300 miles on a state of charge. Okay. Like a full state of charge. That's awesome.
1: Is it yeah. the rear-wheel drive or all mm-hmm. wheel drive, rear wheel. Okay. Yeah, yeah rear wheel. So a little bit yeah, more just, efficient.
0: And uh, yeah, then the Bolt, obviously, my commute's a bit further. So plugging about two to three days a week. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. But I think, I, I know that the ID4 can charge at 11 kilowatts at, at, on a level two. Yeah. So I think eventually we'll probably upgrade to a more powerful charger, but okay. I think that's when we get a, a, a different vehicle.
1: <laughs> Yours is at about seven right now. Yeah. Okay. Seven. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty standard for level twos. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of segues nicely in our first topic is just getting your home ready for an EV. Um, I think the main thing to figure out is where you're going to charge it. Uh, I probably don't have a great perspective on that because I don't I don't live at home or in a home so um i think you've talked about it before but like what kind of things did you think about when you were thinking about switching to electric did you get any kind of like site work done beforehand or not site work i guess like uh quotes i guess on like getting new electrical yeah Yeah, sorry i was like that
0: that's such a technical (laughs) project term (laughs) um yeah we did um we tried to figure out exactly where we want to house the car yeah you know with will we be charging inside the garage where we keep the car in the garage or is it more cost effective to have the charger on the side of the house? Yeah. Where will the charger be? Um, and we had a quote, our garage is about 25 feet away from the house. It's detached yeah. and the electricity runs underground. Mm-hmm. And, um, we had a quote and they would have to dig up our entire like backyard pretty much to yeah. run cables and everything. Yeah. So for us, it was just way more cost effective to have a straight line to the side of the house. Yeah. Which makes and, a lot uh, more sense. Yeah, the Bolt isn't spoiled. It's outside all the time. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <That's all> right. <laughs> yeah, weather's up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely the biggest thing to look at if you are thinking about switching to an EV and the biggest thing you've got to get ready at home is just locate your electrical box and locate where you're charging uh, or where you park your car generally. And if that's a short distance, then great. Like you're getting an outlet run there or more a higher amp uh circuit run out there is gonna be easy. If it's a little bit farther away, then you might need to find find some other solution. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And and I always say do your research. You know, get as many quotes as you can. Do what's best for you. Um, you know, if if you know for a fact that you want your car inside of garage nightly, you know, maybe maybe you it needs to be, then then do what you can. Yeah. <laughs> to get it to work. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And like you were saying, like your your husband only drives Ten to twelve miles round trip, right? Mm-hmm. So, yep. <laughs> I mean, you guys could probably get away with not even charging it on the on the two hundred and forty. You could probably use a regular yeah. outlet, and I think that mm-hmm. goes overlooked sometimes. Is is how how much you can actually get away with that. Because <laughs> oh, even yeah, though it's not absolutely. like it doesn't charge that fast, you can add about five miles of range per hour and that's plenty mm-hmm. overnight if you don't have a long commute.
0: Yeah. I know when I when I worked about five miles from the house, that's all I did. Really? And I had my volt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would just plug into a one ten, just use the mobile charger that came with the with the car. Yeah. And it was perfect. Yeah. And honestly I think a lot of people could get away
1: with that. Definitely. And yeah. almost every have you heard of any EVs not coming with like a mobile connector? Um I think all of them no. come with like it, the mobile connector that it, works on a regular out wall outlet. So yeah.
0: and, and a lot of them are actually starting to come with uh like uh portable level two chargers. Like they really? can handle like higher amperages now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I know uh I know the bolt EUV, the new bolt, um E. Yeah, there's a lot of cars that are coming with that now. Do so they
1: just have like a little adapter on them that can plug into like a mm-hmm. a higher Higher amp outlet? Yeah. Okay.
0: I think it's similar to, like, the Tesla portable charger. Yeah. Where it just, like, pulls out and then gotcha. yeah, connect a new adapter.
1: Yeah. So I think we've talked about it in one of our previous episodes. But, like, your home charging setup can be as expensive as you want it to be, honestly. Like, it does not need to be anything ridiculous it doesn't need to ha- be wi-fi connected like as long as you're getting power <laughs> delivered to your car like that's all that, that exactly. really matters
0: so oh i was just gonna say we have the dumb charger yeah it's not <laughs> wi-fi connected it literally works the moment you plug it in yep yeah yeah just it's nice
1: <laughs> yeah and you can definitely like upgrade that if you're a data nerd and want to see like how much power you're putting oh, yeah. all that stuff but <laughs> that's not really necessary if you just need to charge your car so exactly
0: so, Alex, let me let me ask you this. Have you looked into any specific chargers that, like, you've considered?
1: For home charging? Mm-hmm. I haven't really. My my plan is when we get a house is just to install. I'm probably going to run to, gosh, there'd probably be, like, 60 or 70 amp circuits to the garage just so we have them there because, like, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. eventually be a two-EV family um, when Mallory gets her new car. But for now... Uh, probably just going to run like nema 1450 outlets which are just like 50 amp outlets for for the non-engineers listening (laughs) Um, (laughs) and probably just use the mobile connector for for my tesla because you can buy an adapter for like 35 bucks i think it's not expensive um Mm -hmm. and that's definitely the cheaper way to go um ideally i'd like to have the tesla wall connector just because like i love the design of it and it looks really pretty (laughs) yeah
0: yeah tesla did a good job with it (laughs) definitely definitely so
1: like that looks really nice but is it like is it necessary absolutely not so
0: you know you actually brought up another another point that like you don't actually have to have like a charger that like you know, like connects on the wall, or yeah. like kind of sits on the wall. Mm-hmm. All you really need is that fifteen or that fifty amp outlet, yeah. and uh, like a Nemo fourteen fifty or like whatever standard a charger may come with. Yeah, and uh, that's pretty much all you need. Yeah. And then when you move, you could take it with you too. You mm-hmm.
1: know, um, another thing to look at if you do want to get like a little bit more technical um, is when you're looking at your electrical panel and you do want to put in a higher higher amp outlet or a higher amp circuit for your to charge your car. You're gonna have to get one that's a uh, that's two poles. So not just like if you look in your breaker box, usually there's those little like breakers that are the single um, connection. The ones for the two forty are gonna be like twice as wide. So make sure you actually have space on your breaker panel too, because um, if you don't, that's gonna require some extra some extra work as well. So that's another thing to look at. Cool. Not an electrician, but Obviously. that's my. Uh, that's my <laughs> that's my uh, my expertise <laughs> on that.
0: Um, Alex actually this would be a perfect conversation for you since you don't have <laughs> home EV charging and you know you're utilizing public chargers yeah um, could you tell the listeners how you activate public charging and like how you look for them?
1: Yeah so for me, um, I'm probably in a little different case than most people that are using public chargers because I don't have home charging at all. So when I do look for public charging, I'm generally, Trying to find it wherever I can. If I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be parked anywhere for more than an hour, like I'll try to see if there's an EV charger somewhere close. Um, I talked about it last season, but I'll give you kind of a quick update on me. Like I don't have charging at home, so I'm usually taking a trip to the supercharger once a week, which is a fast charger. Plug in for about 20 minutes, and I'm good for the week. Um, obviously, there's lots of other public EV charging options, um, In most public chargers you'll find, at least that I've used, are the level two chargers. So usually I'll use an app like Chargeway or PlugShare. There's a lot of them. If you just search like EV charging on the app store, I'm sure there's like five or 10 different ones where you can see just the public database of EV chargers. Um, So I'll look up wherever I'm gonna be parked and then I'll look on that app and just see if there's any charging around me. Usually my cutoff is about a half mile. <laughs> if it's more than a half mile away, I don't even worry about it because I don't want to walk that far to get to wherever I'm going. Um, You're going to get your steps in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so I'll see if there's any charging around where I'm going to be parked. Um, if there is, then I'll look up to see if it's free or not, which is kind of good to know ahead of time. Free chargers, generally, you can just plug in, you're good to go. You don't really need to, sometimes you need to activate them, but sometimes you can just plug in, you're good. Others, it gets a little bit more complicated because almost every charger has a different way of, or at least every brand of charger has a different way of turning it on and actually getting the charge Mm -hmm. started um which i know is a a pain point for a lot of ev drivers i'm sure you can attest even more cuz yeah. you're not using uh you're not using superchargers when you road trip <laughs> yep <laughs> so um and we'll get to that in a second but yeah for l2s first thing i do is just identify what kind of charger it is what brand it is um and generally there's a app associated with that brand of chargers so for chargepoint chargepoint has an app you can look up whatever charger you're at um, I think they actually have NFC built into most of them now, so you can just tap your phone on it, and if you have the ChargePoint app on there, it'll get the charge started in like five seconds. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I used my Apple Watch yesterday, actually. Really? To charge okay. Point.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it worked so,
1: instantly. That's awesome. Yeah, so identify what brand of charger it is, try to find the app it is. Usually, you have to set up an account, which is kind of a pain, but after you do it once, that takes like five minutes, and then after that, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to get the charge started. So... I know charge points probably what I use most often. You just tap it, um, and it it starts to charge almost instantly. Some of them are free, and it won't charge your account. Others, I've just got my credit card hook up to it, so it'll it'll charge my credit card when I'm done charging. So um, that's what I do for public level twos. Uh, DC fast charging, I'm pretty much using superchargers, which is so easy. You just plug in and you're good to go. <laughs> but what's what's DC yeah. fast charging like for a for a non Tesla driver? Well, fortunately, more EVs are coming out with the plug and charge technology. Yeah.
0: So it's similar to that. Which the ID4 has, right? It doesn't. Oh, really? Okay. I, was, I yeah, thought it did. I was actually. I thought it did too. Um after when we purchased it, then we were looking through like the forums and it turns out it doesn't. Okay. Um it does have three uh years of free charging at Electrify America station, so that's, that's nice. big. Yeah, that's big. <laughs> yeah. Um but I, I know cars like the Mustang Mach-E has like the plug-in charge, mm-hmm. um especially with like uh, uh um charging stations that utilize your credit card like yeah. through their accounts. Can you give um, like kind but...
1: of a brief rundown of what that means, plug-in charge?
0: Yeah yeah so so pretty much what plug and charge technology is it's a type of standard that um, some newer charging stations are utilizing. so when you plug in your vehicle, it immediately does a data connection between the car and the charger and then it pretty much initializes the charge uh, um, it should immediately yeah and then it should start charging the vehicle as well as uh, charging your credit card
1: yeah or whatever funds you're using. It identifies a vehicle, right? Like and then like you have some credit card hook up to your vehicle somehow. I'm not sure exactly how that works, but
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I think I think it's through. Actually, I'm not even going to speak on that because I don't know.
1: (laughs) I know that's a very wild guess. That's a very (laughs) new thing, but I'm hoping more chargers roll that out because it makes Mm -hmm. it makes charging so much easier. Like it would make it easier than gas. Like you wouldn't even have to swipe your card or anything. Like it just identifies your car and starts charging. So. Oh, yeah. I know that's yeah. that's know. new, and most most new chargers are trying to install that. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's almost like a handshake. Yeah, <laughs> you know, think of it that way. Yeah, and I know a lot of new cars are coming with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the majority of the time, it's similar to um, you know, like green number twos or level two chargers um, is utilizing mobile apps and starting a charger through there. Um, or a lot of the um, non-Tesla chargers have screens on them, and yeah. you can start a charge uh, through using the screen uh, mm-hmm. prompts and things like that yeah yeah but most of the time i try to just use my phone because it seems to work better yeah <laughs> that definitely. way yeah so yeah. do you
1: use uh, Electrify america is probably what you use most often for fast charging I would,
0: yeah i would say so gotcha yeah. yeah we haven't used public chargers as much as i thought we would you know driving mm-hmm. electric um but i would say about 95 percent of the time i've used those gotcha yeah yeah, they work well.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a big thing people miss too. Like obviously public charging can get get very confusing at times, but 95 plus percent of the time if you own a home and are capable of charging your car at home, that's where you're going to do it. Exactly. So I, I treat... I treat the public chargers as kind of a bonus and it's something I like checking out just as an EV enthusiast. I want to see how they work and like uh, how it works with my car. So that's just kind of a fun, like treasure hunt for me, I guess is finding chargers. So
0: we do that too. Mm -hmm. We do that too. We actually spent all day yesterday looking at chargers and posting them to ChargeWay, like writing reviews, taking photos. That's awesome. Yeah. It was a a fun nerdy way to spend a Sunday. (laughs)
1: You're so right. Yeah. Well, I think the big thing is too, I know like our, our local drive electric, uh, Columbus chapter, one of the big initiatives we have is support local chargers where like, they encourage you to like, take a picture of you charging at this, at a charger and yeah. share it. Um, cause some companies like they see the, the chargers empty all the time and then they're like, well, why do we spend all this money on them and end up getting rid of them? Cause they're like charge them in software fees and stuff like that to keep them up and running. So, yeah. um, definitely like. I think building out a, that infrastructure is important and some chargers might not be very full right now, but I have a feeling they're going to be very full oh. in the coming years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was just thinking about that with uh, how some Tesla superchargers are full, especially during like holiday time, like yep. traveling and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. I have a feeling in two, three years, we're going to see that at
1: Electrify America stations. And, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And I think another another thing I want to touch on too is even if you do own a home, I think some people might not even have uh, a place where they can charge their car even if they have like street parking or something like that or you're in a condo where you don't really have a driveway. I know we're kind of blessed in the in Ohio here most people have <laughs> have yards and driveways and like a lot of space and uh, some like more densely packed cities and some areas of the country don't have that luxury so. Um, mm-hmm. Being able to like identify public chargers and finding your your public charger that's close to you is definitely helpful. Um, even if like your power's out at home, knowing like where you could go, <laughs> go get a charge. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Exactly. So knowing how to use those is definitely definitely helpful.
0: One thing I do want to say that if you are interested in maybe either um, sponsoring a charger or like looking to provide more information to like a city council or whoever might be the uh, stakeholder in a uh, electric vehicle charging project, um, do the research and then provide that information. Um, the, the one thing I will say that the more data and the more information you have to present, the stronger the likelihood that it will actually happen mm-hmm. um, to have a charger installed. Um, there's also programs called Adopt-A-Charger um, that could potentially help you sponsor um, or f- at least find sponsors for charging stations. I believe they're based out of California, but I know they work a lot with like um, Kentucky and Indiana, and I think they're starting to get in here in Ohio too. So, okay, um, definitely uh, get involved.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there's usually a lot of government incentives for installing chargers too. Mm. So, yes, definitely a, yeah, definitely an advantage there. Lots of grants. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So before we wrap up here, we'll give you kind of a brief update on our our YouTube channels as well. If you don't follow us over there, I highly encourage you to. We try to provide as uh, educational content as possible just about our lives as ev drivers um you probably see some more than you would uh just listening to the podcast here so kind of more uh in the driver's seat if you will of uh of, yeah. EV, show, of ev ownership <laughs> oh you, you took the dad joke from me. <laughs> sorry i stole this episode yeah. <laughs> i'll get the next one <laughs> So uh, yeah, my channel has been doing really well. I think I'm up over 13,000 subscribers now. A lot of wow. that has been through through YouTube Shorts. So uh, if you've seen any of those or heard my voice, uh, that's been a big help. So I appreciate everybody that's watching there. Um, the short content is like so interesting because it doesn't take as long to make, but like has much more viral potential. So
0: oh yeah, it's been yeah. it's been an interesting ride. Oh, that's awesome! Congrats.
1: Yeah. What about you?
0: I, well, I I don't have 13,000 yet, but (laughs) I I will do a quick year to year overview. Last year at this time, at the end of July, I was just hitting 500 subscribers and I'm about to hit 2,000. That's awesome. So I think uh, almost 1,500 subscriber increase is not bad. No, definitely, definitely. (laughs) So pretty happy with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Um, even though like EVs are... Are new and exciting. Like it's still a very like niche topic for a lot of people. So trying to grow an EV channel is definitely tough. So, so kudos to you. Oh,
0: Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So that's going to be it for the first episode of season two, which we're excited to be back and producing more content for you, everybody. Just to give everybody a a lowdown of our plan, we have a ten episode season planned, and we will be publishing new episodes weekly. Uh, every Monday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, I know that's early, but <laughs> I mean, some it's a good time to listen. Then, so, <laughs> exactly. Yep, it's a good commuting podcast. <laughs> um, but if there's anything that you would like to hear in this season, definitely reach out to us on our social uh, social accounts. We can be found at Twitter at LivingElectric underscore, Instagram LivingElectricPodcast, and Facebook at LivingElectricPodcast. Um, Also, definitely check out our YouTube channel. We'll be posting our episodes there. Make sure to subscribe. And we appreciate everyone's support.
1: Yep, we'll see you in the next episode.